Here's Pastor Ed with a brief preview of today's edition of Voice of Faith. God was involved in your family of origin. God was involved in the family that you came into. His sovereignty, His choice. We must recognize that every family falls short of the glory of God. In Romans 3.23, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Today's message centers on the family, specifically honoring our mothers and fathers. Everyone has a unique story surrounding their family, and Pastor Ed reminds us that we didn't just get our families by chance. Inasmuch as God created each individual person, so He also created each family. No one is perfect. No family is perfect. But they've been created for a purpose. God doesn't create mistakes, so therefore our families, as strange as that may be, are anything but a mistake. Now, here's Pastor Ed in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 12, with part one of his message entitled, The Fifth Commandment. Turn in our Bibles to the book of Exodus, the 20th chapter, the 12th verse. The series is called Law and Order. God's law brings order into our lives. God gave us His Word so that we might live successfully in this present life, so that we might achieve and be all that God wants us to achieve and be. In Exodus, we have a word from God, the fifth commandment. I'm going to read from the NIV, Exodus, the second book of the Bible, New Te- Old Testament, verse 12. Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. This fifth commandment serves as a bridge in the Decalogue, in the Ten Commandments, between the commandments that deal with our relationship to God, the first four, and the commandments that deal with our relationship to one another. This commandment connects our relationship to God with our relationship at home and then our relationship with those around us. It's as we learn in the home how to show respect, honor, how to relate to other people, we're able to take that into the society that we live and we're to live out the truths that we've learned from our family of origin. Chuck Colson said that no other structure can replace the family. And that's true. The biblical perspective of the family, the foundation of society. In our culture, we're quickly moving away from traditional values. And as we move away from traditional values, we're losing our way and finding ourselves walking in a wilderness of confusion. But God tells us that the very order, the very beginning, is to learn to honor our father and our mother. What are the implications of the fifth commandment? There are implications that are carried with this commandment when it says, honor your father and your mother. This passage implies something about parents and implies something about children. Something about what we can expect from parents 
and something what we can expect from children. First, parents are to act honorably. If we are to give them honor, it's implying that they're living in a way that elicits honor. In Colossians 3.21, it says, Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. We can embitter our children and impact their relationship with God, impact their relationship with us, and impact their relationship with other people. All because we haven't behaved in an honorable way. Some parents require so much of their children. They set unrealistic standards, demanding straight A's, demanding that they live up to those parents' expectations that are just unrealistic. What happens is that cloud of criticism that has formed over their lives in childhood remains with them when you launch them out into life. And that critical voice is on repeat all through their days. They never feel like they measure up. We behave in a dishonorable way when we speak wrongfully. You know, we could do it in a lot of ways. After church on Sunday, you go out for something to eat, and there the menu is. And along with the menu, you give a critique of the church. Didn't like this and didn't like that. And you toss the saints when you toss the salad. And you wonder why those kids don't want to go to church later on. You put a stumbling block before them. Where to behave in an honorable way. It's not only in how we speak, it's how we live. Andrew Murray said, the secret of home rule is self-rule. First being ourselves, what we want our children to be. We need to model a certain lifestyle for them. Listen, don't go to the closet on Sunday morning and along with your Sunday best, take out the halo and put it on, and then when you get home from church, put it back and then take and put the horns on the rest of the week. <laughs> we can't talk like a Christian on Sunday and live like the devil during the week. It impacts our kids. They'll see right through it. Our lives need to communicate the scriptures in how we live and how we speak. Parents are to communicate the truth, scriptural truth, to their children. We need to transfer doctrine into our children's hearts. A belief in the Trinity, a belief in a relationship with God, what Jesus did on the cross. Play Christian music in the home. Once in a while on the car, listen to a, a sermon. Talk about the Word of God. Study in a small group. Get the Word inside of you and let it come out of you. I like what one author said. The transfer of doctrine, the structure and fabric of truth, this must be taught. For it will not be received by the child through osmosis. You come to church not just to have a good feeling. 
not just to be somehow entertained. No, you, you come to learn about God, to know about His Word, to understand His ways. Now, this is implying that parents are to live honorable lives, but it's also implying that children are to have reasonable expectations. Children ought to be reasonable. In Leviticus 19.3, it says, Each of you must show great respect. Notice that, great respect. You could circle that in your Bible. Uh, For your mother and father. Well, you say, Pastor, I don't know if my parents deserve respect. Well, let's go back into the context of the Scripture. These commandments were spoken at Mount Sinai, And when they were spoken at Mount Sinai, it was spoken to a generation of rebellious people. A whole generation of parents who would die in the desert and never enter the promised land. They wouldn't believe the report of Joshua and Caleb. And because of their unbelief, their graves were in the desert. And so they were not ideal parents. Do you know there are no such thing as perfect parents there's also no such thing as perfect children Uh, when you think about it it's it's a travesty how we somehow have pulled down the respect that was once given to older people you go sometimes to uh, a counselor or you go sometimes to some, someone who's going to counsel and all of a sudden they blame everything on your family of origin. Well, it was all your mother's fault, all your father's fault. And so we play the blame game. Well, bring mom and dad in. Mom and dad come in and they sit down and they said, listen. You should have been raised in the home I was raised in. So if they could go to the cemetery and resurrect their parents, their parents would come into the room and sit down and say, Wait a minute. You should have been in the home that we were in. Take it to its logical conclusion, and you can bring Adam and Eve in out of the garden. Adam, look at the mess. It was a woman God gave me. We can't keep on passing the buck. We can't keep on blaming previous generations. Yes, we are impacted negatively or positively by things that happen in our homes. But there are no perfect parents and there are no perfect children. We need to be reasonable. I like what was written in this book by Beth Jones called Jesus Life Coach. Uh, Listen to what she says, the observation she makes about our culture. With Jesus as your life coach, you will honor your ancestors. I was shocked when I read that our Western culture is the only one that blames rather than honors our ancestors. It's become regular to blame our illnesses, our psychoses on our poor, pitiful parents who either ignored or cuddled us, pushed or delayed us, gave us bad examples, abandoned or overprotected us. This culture has driven us 
away from honoring those who loved and raised us. Our narcissistic self-involvement has also caused us to actually blame our ancestors for all they didn't do for us. Freud did a disservice to humanity when he laid a foundation that basically blames everything on mom. Well, wouldn't it be better to thank God for our parents? To thank God for them? They did maybe the best they could. I was looking at a prayer. This prayer is a prayer to God. It says, Dear Lord, you created me from a multitude of possible DNA strands. Thank you. And thank you for choosing perfect ancestors for me. Those who can show me what I need to learn in this life so that I might serve you more. Your parents have given you some good things. Think about those things. Don't dwell on the negative. There's a poem I came across that I really like. Listen to it. You are who you are for a reason. You're part of an intricate plan. You are precious, perfect, unique design called God's special woman or man. You look like you look for a reason. Our God made no mistake. He knit you together within the womb. You're just what he wanted to make. The parents you had are the ones he chose. No matter how you may feel, you are custom designed with that plan in mind. They bear the master's seal. The trauma you faced wasn't easy, and God wept that it hurt you so. But it was allowed to shape your heart so that into his likeness you'd grow. You are who you are for a reason. You've been formed by the master's rod. You are who you are, beloved, because there is a God. God was involved in your family of origin. God was involved in the family that you came into. His sovereignty, his choice. We must recognize that every family falls short of the glory of God. In Romans 3, 23, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. There's a book that was written. It's called, I'm Dysfunctional, You're Dysfunctional. We're all dysfunctional. <laughs> we all have feet of clay. We all falter and fail. That's part of the human race. That's part of sin's reign. But we're all accountable. In Romans 14, 12, it says, So then each of us will be accountable to God. And the New Living Translation says, Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. You can't pass the buck and say, It was granddad's fault. No. We're responsible. And so there is an implication that parents, you have a responsibility because you do shape and influence your children. You must Live honorably. Children, you have a responsibility. You must be reasonable. You have imperfect parents. But guess what? You're imperfect as well. Now, there's another truth here. There's an application of this fifth commandment. How do we apply it to our lives? It says, honor your father and your mother. I think you can look at the various stages of life. In our youth, in our childhood, it says in 
Ephesians 6.1, children, obey your parents, now notice this, in the Lord, for this is right. In Ezekiel, God looks back to the children of Israel as they're going through the wilderness journey. And he says to the children, you should not have obeyed your parents because they were leading you in the wrong direction. They were worshiping idols and false gods. We are to obey their instruction, but if it contradicts with God's word, if it contradicts God's truth, we must obey God rather than men. But don't discard their counsel. Don't discard what they have to say to you. To our teenagers, do you know more now than you did at eight years old? Do you? Will you know more 20, 25 years from now than you know today? Well, that's how much of a head start your parents have on you. (laughs) Parents like that. God has sent them through the school of experience. And there are some things that you only learn in the fiery trials of life. There are some things that you only learn when the disappointments of life and the problems of life and all the decisions that you have to make. And they have something to pass on to you. So so listen to their counsel. Listen to their advice. I think about young adults. You know, as you grow older, you notice the kinks in the armor, the imperfections in your parents. In Deuteronomy 26, it says, though, be grateful for the good things that the Lord your God has given you and your family. We need to show them acceptance and appreciation. Acceptance and appreciation. That's a wonderful thing to let parent know that you've accepted them. Acceptance means that you're willing to forgive them. You need forgiveness, they need forgiveness. To be able to simply say, where you failed, I forgive. That's what acceptance is. You accept them for who they are. Showing appreciation. To be able once in a while to say thank you. I heard about a church family. They were doing church portraits for um, a church directory. And so the father came in And he had all of his family surrounding him. And he asked the photographer to stop. He said, listen, I want this to be very realistic. I want the picture to really portray what our family is like. So he called his sons around him. And he said, I want you to put your hands in my pocket. (laughs) Well, sometimes children think (laughs) dad and mom are a free ride. But, you know, to once in a while say, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you've given. Do you know how much it costs to raise children? In time, in money, in finances? I mean, think of all the cruises your parents could have gone on if they didn't have to pay for all the things that they do. So show them appreciation. In Proverbs twenty-three, twenty-two, it says this. Listen to your father who gave you life. There's something that your parents gave you that no one else could have ever given you. They gave you life. And appreciate your mom. Show her appreciation. You say, well, I didn't choose my parents. Well, they didn't choose you either. (laughs) 
I mean, <laughs> you were there. <laughs> Acceptance means that uh, you're going to accept them and you're going to demonstrate that to them. Then older adults, I chose provision and protection. In 1 Timothy 5.8 it says this, If anyone does not provide for his relatives, especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Uh, I'm grateful for parents that don't forget their older parents when they're in their 70s and they're in their 80s to see that person, even though they're in that sandwich generation thinking about their children, they're also thinking about their parents. Maybe a phone call, maybe a card, maybe even once in a while sending some money if they need it. Being able to just reach out and care for them to be able to listen to them. Because in our culture, we have slowly, slowly moved away from valuing them and and treating the elders with respect. And in doing that, we lose something. In our modern day of technology, it's everything new that we embrace. And there's a lot of good things that are in the new. But there's a lot of good things that are in the past. And if we're going to go forward, we have to build on the past. There's a lot of experience and wisdom and values. So the ability to honor our parents. And lastly, the enunciation of the fifth commandment. It is an announcement of a blessing. Listen to verse 12 again. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. This passage of Scripture is the only one of the Ten Commandments that includes a promise. The only one that God says, if you keep this one, here's a promise to you. In the New Testament, Paul reiterates that promise In Ephesians chapter 6, he talks about our destiny being tied up with honoring our fathers and mothers. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise that it may go well with you. That it may go well with you. You know what happens when we dishonor our parents? We repeat their mistakes. When you dishonor your parents and you're so angry with them... You wind up saying, I am so angry, they make me mad. Listen to what you just said. I'm so angry, they make me mad. They make me, they make me. That anger is going to make you, form you. And those resentments are going to influence and impact and direct your steps. It's going to be your destiny. So many times people have trouble in marriage simply because they haven't dealt with the problems of their family of origin. And if we fail to honor them and respect them, we're going to impact our destiny. I remember someone once came to me and they said, you know this generation, you have to earn their respect. And I know that was going around. And I thought about that. Imagine that. So they'd really have to get to know me before they'll respect me. Well, it's going to take a long time for them to get to know me. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Voice of Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. 
There's more to come from Pastor Ed's in-depth study of the Ten Commandments. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and select today's date from the Voice of Faith media planner. Again, that's voiceoffaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to voiceoffaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Voice of Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Ten Commandments right here on Voice of Faith.